0: Can we just be real for a moment? Can we just be vulnerable for a moment? You're probably struggling today. You're probably tired and worn out and frustrated and anxious. Because you know what? I am. I am struggling a lot today, to be quite honest. I'm struggling with whether this podcast is going to make sense to you. I'm struggling with some work things. I'm struggling with some life things. But you know what? It's okay. And why I want to talk about this is for some reason, there's this feeling inside of each of us that says, you can't tell the world that you feel that way. So why is that? Why is it that we have this problem with being vulnerable and being honest with the world? I think the world's communicating something pretty powerful to us, and we're going to look at that today. We're going to look at how it's important to be vulnerable, and we're going to look at how we can fight against that. So let's be real, let's live authentic, and let's get trying. Welcome to episode 18 of the Anxious Pastor Podcast. My name's Aaron Lee, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is all about being real and living authentically. And that's why we do it. And we want to live lives that are free from this feeling of being in bondage. And so this episode is actually all about that very, very why that we go by on this podcast. But before we jump into that, I want to share just a a little bit of a change that I'm going to make for for a little bit, just trying it out. I'm actually going to change things up and do a weekly podcast, and that's every Wednesday. I'd like to try to release a podcast episode. Um, What I've been doing is, is doing one episode every other week. And then on the off weeks, I would do a blog post. Well, I'm just finding that uh, there's a little more fruit coming from the podcast episodes. So I will be doing weekly podcasts and on the blog on our website, theanxiouspastor.com, you can find the show notes and it'll be more detailed to just kind of give you the visual representation of what we've talked about in these episodes. So we're going to try that out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll try something different. You know, one of the things is I want to be okay with just trying things and not feel confined to this structure that that, uh, I think works and sometimes it doesn't. But today's episode, we're talking about the fear of being vulnerable. The fear of sharing our emotional health with people, and maybe the things that are coming about that are being told to us by the world about those feelings. And so, um, I think it's important for us to know our own emotional health and know how to deal with it. We talk about that every episode, but in particular, there's something very important about the vulnerability that we can bring um, in life and with others that can open a door of freedom that I think is important. Uh, I want to ask this question what keeps us from being real? So what what are the what are the things that keep you from being real in your feelings in your in your uh, struggles and in your hurt? I think there's a lot of a lot of us that live in this mindset that it's not okay to struggle, that it's not okay to have feelings of hurt for feelings of anxiety or feelings of depression and while I'll say we don't want to live in that we don't want to sit in that we don't want to uh, drown in that we need to kind of be honest and I think that's where when we're bringing the stuff to the light that really really helps back in season 1 I did a three-part series on being anxious and faking it it was episodes 8 9 and 10 and I talked about how internally we battle with this pain, this deep down pain. From that, it would lead to our insecurities. From the insecurities, we start believing lies about ourselves. And then from those lies, uh, we medicate ourselves in different ways. And that's the internal part of this whole topic. But today, what's different about the topic is we're going to talk about the external factors that get communicated to us that keep us as fakers, keeps us uh, living in this world that's that's not real, and we act like things are better than they are. And so, we're going to talk about those things, and we'll touch on on uh, several things like how society communicates to us what we should share, uh, how the church views being real and honest, and and I'm talking about the capital C church, and how there's never been a more important time for us. To be vulnerable and to start living outside of our heads. Now, we have to do that in a healthy way. And we'll talk about that more in a moment. But I wanted to share this quote from Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. I love this. I love this quote. Uh, just not because of what it means, but because of the truth of it. Evil never wants to be noticed. I should mention here it sneaks in and hijacks our minds, and we barely notice anything's amiss. That's what's happened to a lot of us is culture sneaked in and told us, you can't be honest. You can't be real. It's, uh, things have snuck in and said, Hey, you should feel this way. Or that person doesn't like you, or you're not good at what you do. And we live inside of those, uh, realities in our heads. And it's so important for us to live outside of our heads, especially where we're at in this season. Of life. And so that's what we're going to talk about. I want us to jump in by asking this question Do you think people are honest? Do you think people are honest? So, say someone hits your car in a parking lot, do you think that they'll actually leave a note with their insurance information on it? Uh, What if uh, someone uh, drops a $50 bill on the street? Do you think? that someone will flag that person down and and give it back to them? Or do you think they'll keep it? And then do you think that everyone is telling the truth when they say, I'm doing good? Now, there's some different factors there. There's some moral, ethical, all sorts of different factors there. And then there's the masking factor of pretending like you're good when you're actually not. And what 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 I see in that is that when when people are are wrestling with themselves, they're pretending, they're being dishonest. And we don't want to be dishonest people. We don't want to be people that are technically lying every time someone asks us how we're doing. Now, don't get into the weeds with me on this because I think there's, there's the argument of, well, I'm not going to share everything with everyone. And that is, a, that is a great point. We do not need to do that. But if we were real and if we were honest, we could say, instead of, yeah, I'm having a great day. You know, today's been a rough day. You don't have to go onto to all the details. But you do need to be honest. Vulnerability. Man, that word, if you think about it, doesn't it feel negative to you? Doesn't it give you a negative vibe? Vulnerability. Ah, man, we need to redeem that word because I think it's a powerful, uh, important word that we should use in this world today. We need to share truth and we need to be vulnerable. We need to get down to the nitty gritty and be honest. But I think the reason why we view that word as negative is because everything around us tells us, not to be vulnerable. Let's use social media for as an example. Uh, social media communicates a false picture of life. So think about that. It, it, it communicates this false picture of how things really are. And it also kind of communicates to you that it's not okay to struggle, that it's wrong for you to feel the way you feel. So I, I did this. I, this was my own practice. I literally sat down with Instagram and I scrolled through and I, I wrote down all the things that I was being communicated, uh, how, or that was being communicated to me through social media. And I wanted to share these with you. But I also am going to share with you the things that weren't communicated to me through social media. So, first, we're going to talk about the things that were communicated to me through social media. So, here it is Communic- uh, Social media communicates that kids are always happy and always smiling. Uh, couples pose together a lot. Apparently that's what it's communicating to me. If you buy this, it'll make you happy. Your dinner doesn't look as good as mine. I bet you could relate to those things. How about if you jumped on your social media right now and scrolled through at least three out of four of those would, would probably, uh, be true in your feed. Now, here's what social media doesn't communicate to you. So, if our kids are always happy and smiling, if that's what's being communicated, what isn't being communicated is that kids are annoying. Come on. We love them, but they're annoying sometimes. All right. If cu- a couples pose together a lot, okay, if you get that vibe, well, what it doesn't communicate is that spouses are fighting about finances. There's no feed in or there's no picture in your feed uh, showing this couple fighting over the the finances that they have. Um, If you buy this, this will make you happy. That's what's being communicated. What isn't being communicated is you don't need this. You just want it. And lastly, this is my favorite. Your dinner uh, doesn't look as good as mine. That's what's being communicated. What isn't being communicated? I ate hamburger helper tonight. Nobody takes pictures of hamburger helper. Like, could you imagine like plating, you know, that whole word about like making it nice and pretty on a plate, hamburger helper. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to take Instagram foodie pictures of hamburger helper. You see my point though, what we're being communicated is that life should be pretty and perfect when in reality it's unbalanced. You know, I'm not saying that social media is the place for you to put your put out your diary, um, but it's definitely an unbalanced scale. You know, if you think of uh, good versus struggle and the reality of life, we all have good things, but we also have hard things, and it seems like it's heavily weighted on showing people how good life is. Vulnerability is also seen as a weakness. I look at it this way in the, in the church a little bit, in the Capital C Church. A lot of times when you are emotional or hurt or broken, people view you as uh, faithless, godless, that you haven't worked hard enough to be a good Christian. Because you're dealing with these things. And I think that's a lie. So what's being communicated to you is that vulnerability is, is a weakness. Hey, you know what? You keep that to yourself. And I do think there's a thing with older generations. Uh, and and I could be wrong, but I do believe older generations have a harder time being real and honest because of their upbringing. And is that wrong? No, I don't think it's wrong, but I do want to challenge the idea that maybe that isn't a hundred percent healthy because we miss out on opportunities to grow and to have our iron sharpened when we uh, don't be real and and when we're not vulnerable. And I think that also plays into both in the world and in the church. It also plays into that vulnerability and honesty can be seen as divisive. So if you are feeling insecure, you you have to acknowledge that you're insecure, but you should also feel safe enough to say, hey, I feel that I should have got this promotion. But you also have to be humble enough to accept the response you get back. So a lot of times people view us as we come out and say, hey, you know what, This, this doesn't feel healthy it doesn't feel healthy when it makes people feel like this when when i feel like i'm not accepted it's not healthy even though i have to do a work in myself my insecurity i have to do a work in myself a lot of times people will fight back against you and say well you know that's that's not that's not healthy that you are sharing all that it, it's kind of saying you're not unified with what we're doing here or you're not on board with with our mission or our purpose. I'm challenging you to think that maybe vulnerability can create a two-way dialogue that both in work and in church is powerful because it's healthy two-way conversation. Now, again, hear me. I'm not saying we, we live sulking in this and we end up being destructive to relationships and organizations. That is not right. And I will fight against that. But what I'm saying is we can be really, really, um, hidden because we're afraid that we're going to be seen as divisive. So how do we go about being real, being vulnerable, being authentic when the world is telling us, don't be real, don't be authentic, don't share, don't show your messy house. You know it's funny like I was thinking about this. I literally cleaned up this background. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I cleaned up my my room up here before I did this video. Why did I do that? Because because I've been ingrained to think that I have to clean up the blanket that was on the floor, the kids toys that got brought up here. Um and I don't know why that is. So I think we have to be honest. And I think how we can be honest is that no matter how hard it is, we do it. So honesty, no matter how hard it is. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, next time, maybe I should leave and I'm, I'm setting myself up to be totally embarrassed, but next time I'm going to leave the stuff behind me. I'm going to leave those things laying in the floor. And it might make me feel awkward and people might judge me like, oh man, his house isn't clean. You have no idea. But you know what? I would bet most people's aren't. And whatever's being communicated to us about what's real isn't the full truth. You might have a clean house one day or behind the camera of the picture you're taking, um, behind you is a stack of boxes or a stack of mail or whatever but we have to be real and and here's here's something I know and please understand this I know there's a fine line between our insecurity and how much we share with the world okay so please understand that but about right at the the beginning of the quarantine for this covid stuff uh, our church recorded 14 songs. Uh, our worship team recorded 14 songs to be used for um, the online church service. Well, I'm going to be very honest with you that my pride got in the way. It was my insecurity that got in the way. I'm using this story as an illustration for me being honest, because I have to confess this stuff for for you to fully understand uh, what Kind of real, honest vulnerability we need. So we are to record these songs. And I'm a worship leader who, I got to be honest, I've been doing this for probably 20 years now. And there's so much of me that thinks uh, I'm not that good at it at times. Or to be more real, that I don't look the part, that I'm a heavy set guy, I have eczema. I am um, pale. There's all sorts of things that run through my head that you have no idea. So we plan to record these 14 songs, and I don't get asked to lead on a single one of them. So that hurt. It really did. Then, when we do the recording, I felt like I was put like, kind of in a hole, just out of the way. And again, I'm being very real and honest with you. Um, and, and please understand, I don't, I'm, what I realize now is that the leadership did nothing wrong. It was my own insecurity that was speaking to me, but I was, I was frustrated. I was mad. I went home feeling defeated. I went home feeling like I wasn't good enough. And to be honest, it was, um, kind of embarrassing and humiliating. Just like sharing the story, but God kind of challenged me with something. He 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 told me something that kind of smacked me in the face, if you will. He said, "If you put your value in what you do, you are missing out on the benefit of seeing the work of God." So, in other words, to put my value in what I do is only limiting my benefit. In seeing the work of God, it doesn't limit the power and the work of God. So God's work is still going to be done. God is still good. He's going to use it whether I'm on that stage or someone else is on that stage. But what happens to me in my own insecurity is I miss out on seeing God work, not whoever it was leading. Now, take everything I just told you. This is the box I'm talking about. This is the vulnerability I'm talking about. I'm using myself as an example. We need to be able to have a true assessment of ourselves. We need to put this box down and open it up and show everybody. Now, here's why. Not to be divisive. Not to say, hey, they didn't pick me. They should pick me next time. No, because I was able to see my insecurity. and Now, I can share that with you in hopes that you will see how maybe something in your own life is pulling you down because of your insecurity. Does that make sense? I know it's like kind of a heady thought, but again, I want I gonna. this is a quote the quote I wrote down that felt like God said to me was to put my value in what I do is only limiting my benefit in seeing the work of God. It doesn't limit the power and work of God. I want to be a part of that. So I have to be okay with sharing my insecurities with you, because God's going to do work through it, no matter how insecure I am, I don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to miss out on what He's doing. So vulnerability, no matter how hard, can help relate to others. It can help you connect with someone else. I would assume that many of you can relate to that story I just told. It's probably not from a worship team standpoint, but it it probably is from the standpoint of being passed over for a promotion. Uh, Your kid wants to spend time with your spouse more than they want to spend time with you. Those are all things that we have to be honest about. We have to be real about, and and that's okay. Vulnerability can be hard. Honesty has to be there no matter how hard. The next thing we got to do, which goes hand in hand with the last thing I mentioned was humility has to come and has to overpower pride. Here's what I know. Many of you are listening to this podcast, and let's be honest, you have no plans of changing or doing anything about your mental health. And there's probably people in your life that are the same way. Here's another thing I know. There are millions of people that don't even want to admit or accept that they're struggling. So they, in turn, said, no, I'm not going to be vulnerable. What about this? Many of you are afraid of what might happen to your marriage, your friendships, or even your jobs if you were real and vulnerable. Your spouse may get up and leave. Your friends may stop calling and texting you. Your work may fire you. And you're afraid of those things. But let me tell you pride will keep us from sharing, humility will bring us. To sharing. Here's my encouragement and challenge to you we're going to be slaves to, to um, this burden of faking it if we don't be real, if we're living in our pride. And this can manifest in fear or denial. I love this quote from uh, Levi Lusco, his book, I Declare War, one of my favorite books. Rich relationships prosper only when you are real and transparent. Deception erodes the beautiful, naked, and unashamed kind of vulnerability that is the bedrock of a healthy, fulfilling relationship. I love that. And then this passage from James, James 5 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Do you see what these two are saying? Is, Is that when we're real and honest, there is power. There is fulfillment when we share those things. It builds a relationship. It takes us back to the garden where we were intended to be. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It also shows that that there are people around us who can help lift us up in prayer. It shows that we're not alone. And the last thing I think we can do, so if if we we got to be honest no matter how hard, we got to choose humility over pride, and then the last thing we've got to do is encourage others to be authentic. Now, please don't get on Facebook uh, and tell everyone how miserable you are. I'm saying that we do this one relationship at a time. I remember back when I first decided I needed to do something about my pornography struggle. I was with a group of guys. I was broken and hurt, and I just needed to share. I did the very thing that James 5.16 said. I confessed my sin to my friends, and I told them what I was dealing with. And Do you know what happened? Another guy in the group shared that he dealt with the same thing. He and I went on a journey together that brought authenticity and vulnerability in a way I never thought was possible. And we are free, both of us, from the bondage that we were in because of that. So when we're real and authentic, we are encouraging others to be real and authentic. There are millions of people who don't want to do this assessment on their lives. And I'm not telling you that we should shame these people, but by us being vulnerable. It opens the door for them to be vulnerable. So encourage others to be authentic, not by shaming them, but but by you being vulnerable. So that's what I have for us today. I hope these are helpful. Please, this is all so heavy. Like even as I finish up this episode, I'm like,, oh, I'm questioning myself. I still think you need to hear it. And I've got to fight that that feeling inside of me of of being honest and real. You you see the tension I'm feeling? But I think it's so important for us, so important for us to get past those feelings that we have, to get past that fear that we have, to be able to live an authentic life. And we live when we live an authentic life, then others can live an authentic life. So again, I hope this is helpful. You know, as always, I have to say it, but please, 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 please hit the subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, please hit the subscribe button, Um, share it with your friends and families, rate it. That helps out so much. You have no idea. Just getting on there, rating it and typing a a, a comment if this is helpful. And then the last thing is go over to theanxiouspastor.com, sign up for our mailing list Also, uh, check out those show notes that are going to be on the blog, and hopefully that'll be helpful. Have those resources in there. I'll I'll put resources to the books that I've mentioned, and also the scripture and things like that. It's just a tangible way for you to see it. Um, But anyway, anyways, I hope that this has been helpful because we want to be real, we want to live authentic. So let's get trying.